What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. What's up? And to my left, Zachary Parks. What's going on? In case you did not know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about our favorite games through top three list debates, open discussion, guests, and reviews periodically. Every once in a while, once we have the money to buy the new games to talk about, <laughs> we also do classic. Yeah, we also we also do classic reviews that. as well. Yeah, both are open for discussion. But if you would like to send us any type of communication, email, social media contacts, anything of that nature, please feel free to do so by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail Following us on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribing to our YouTube channel, where you can watch each and every episode. On video, like this one, uh, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash teamchatpodcast. Also, if you would like to support the show, you can check out our Patreon page, where we offer some cool perks for like getting the episodes early before it's Tuesday release. Go check If you would like to check that out, go to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. If not, that is completely okay. We still love making this podcast each and every week and giving you great content about video games. Again, patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. Now, that was good. That was thank good. You. Nice. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Even, Getting yeah, better. You weren't even it. cheating. Wasn't cheating. I like how accessible work. we are, even though we're so popular. Yeah. I know. know. We're such big deals in the <laughs> podcast world, but we have so many ways that people can reach us. I know. That's really nice of us. And I so humble to know that, like, <laughs> yeah. 34 episodes mm. in, million of list, millions <laughs> it's, of it's, listeners around the world, the, and can, we can still say, I have a hard time saying the intro for this. You know, we're all about humility. We are. We are. All about it. Now, we did have an interaction with one of our listeners, our good friend Brandon. We had to pick it out of all the, all the thousands of things that we did. We picked one. <laughs> Your sarcasm <laughs> is, is killing me. But Brandon commented, on, uh, commented about our last week's episode with our you know, your good friend Spencer. Yes. Talking about different art styles. And uh, it's a longer post, so I'm not going to be able to read the whole thing. But if you want to read it, go check it out on our Facebook page. Yeah, nice plug. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's, that's how you get the likes. And he, so he's talking about his, about his experience with the art style. He says, I can't claim to know much about art. I mean, I read a book once. I know. I'm a chump. Books for chumps. <laughs> but that's about it. With that said, I do have some thoughts. Now, I don't really have a preferred art style for games, but I find that games do, that go for realistic aesthetic tend to have a shorter visual shelf life than games that go for a more stylistic aesthetic. He goes on to talk about how uh, he specifically brings up Halo, um, where we're saying that the first Halo Combat Evolved looked great for its time. He thought so. Everyone thought so. But now, as he puts it, Father Time did not go, did not <laughs> treat it nicely. And uh, now that's it, not quite how he put it. it was a <laughs> he little... says Father Time. Okay, he talked about like hitting the hitting the ugly, hitting every branch of the ugly tree on the way down. Okay, <laughs> just that's a little too, that's but too so much. My point on that though is that I and I've, I think I've said this before on other episodes. They updated the graphics. They did for Master Chief Collection <laughs> and all that fun stuff. But a lot of games that strove. That strove for realism in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, they look like shit. Well, now. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about that. So, He's right. Halo is not alone. No, in that. <laughs> that makes anybody feel better. <laughs> it, I mean, I was hoping it would make you feel better, but yeah. you know, I just, you know, I still think it looks good. Yeah, it's a fun game. I'm playing it right now on Master Chief Collection. It's, it's great. I mean, granted, that's, that's updated. I don't know. That's there's other games that deserve that comment. Uh, I think that's a that's that's a rough one. <laughs> that's, that's tough. I I'm gonna make of, you a T-shirt with that. Yeah, <laughs> I always think of the uh, the uh, original, like the PS1, I guess, or maybe PS2 Tomb Raider games. Oh Those yes. Are bad. Oh bad. man. 
I mean, even that, if I'm being honest, Legend of Dragoon did not hold up. I just well. saw some. I watched oh, that video man. you put on our YouTube. Yeah, and yeah, like, you, you could know. tell. Ooh, yeah. It's oh, rough. it is dated. Well, I remember watching but the clip. From it, it was, you know, obviously number one on that video because it's the greatest unknown RPG of all time. So <laughs> that video is also available on our Facebook page. So if it you're not sure following, is. if you're not following you're and liking that page, you're missing out on a stuff. lot of stuff. Yeah. So you know, I, I was would so surprised to see somebody else talking about Zone of the Enders. I was like, I know, right after Spencer brought it up. I know, right after he brought up like the Metal Gear demo and all that Mm. stuff. I was like, so he wasn't lying. (laughs) It's a real thing. (laughs) He was honest. Uh, Brandon goes on to say that he does think, though, that games with us with a different visual style, such as Wind Waker, whoop, whoop. Okami, and Jet Set Radio, despite being nice. more than 10 years old, are still gorgeous to this yeah. day on both a technical and artistic level because they weren't concerned about creating a world as realistically as possible and comparing them to our visible, visual perception of reality. Yeah, in fact, they did the exact opposite. Yeah, isn't really meaningful since they are so different. So yeah, so that's a, so that's a good point because that is I will say that I agree with him on that on that point because the that's stuff true. that I have seen of like Jet Set Radio, yeah, Wind still, Waker looks up. great, Okami yeah. looks great because it's yeah the different art style, the more artistic art styles tend mm-hmm. to last a little bit longer. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and then he also calls Mogan and I out. He says, I must have a delicate touch because my PS4 <laughs> controller is in pretty much prime condition. What are you monsters doing to your poor controllers? <laughs> We're playing my, Overwatch. My question God. as well. <laughs> I was just playing Call of Duty one day, and I just and looked down. I'm like, oh, why is there a little tear? <laughs> I don't understand, Brandon, how you, a strong player of Dark Souls and Bloodborne, haven't destroyed your controller by throwing it through your television set yet. <laughs> but... So I will give you that. Your level of calm and zen when playing these games must be enormous because I, yeah, Mogan and I have each we're just, trashed our We're just fast and furious, man. That's all. That's We got that need for speed. You can't cage us, bro. No. Can't be tamed. Can't be tamed. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. But on to the topic of today's show. We are back at you with another list episode. And we decided to talk about, we, we kind of maybe touched on a couple of these way back in an episode about memorable characters. I know oh. I touched on one. Not on my list today. But today we are here to talk about some of the big bads of video games. The villains. Villains. The big baddies. The big baddies. The big baddies. Some mine are not big. Only two are. <laughs> What's the Meaning third most one? are big. One is not big. <laughs> <laughs> two thirds. Two thirds. Two thirds are big. So, but they're all bad. Kind of. That's the, okay. No, Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. This one is one that it was in, most of the time when we have a list, I always feel like we come up with a topic for the list. I'm like, oh, do I not know? Wait enough? a minute. I, like, I've never played a video, video game games before. Have, to have villains. <laughs> so then it's just a matter of refreshing my memory to know which ones to pick. So yeah. I did have to go to a list and like I picked one that was like 100 villains of all best game villains. Yeah, of I was, all time. I had to do that. I had to refresh my memory. Because, and then as I was watching, I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I got two of my list from that list. And okay. then one that was not on that list, but <laughs> deserves, deserves a special shot. I didn't copy it down. I, I made my own opinions of this villain. I just had to be remembered reminded of it. So, you know, here we are. Just a little Wikipedia. And really Actually I will give credit where credit's due. It was from Game Radar. Uh, GameRadar.com. Okay. Not affiliated with Teen Chat Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> they could be. They could be. They wanted to. If they if wanted they to. We're open to anything. I love being young and now ambitious. Offers. I'll do anything. <laughs> you want to work so, with us? <laughs> we will get in to these lists. Who would like to kick us off? Not it. Oh, I'll do it. All right. I feel like you <laughs> started in a while. You sound ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Have I, I don't think I have started in a while. Not in a while. This no, it's been, it's been a little bit. Yeah. All right. Brandon, um, ready to kick us off with your number three. So this one's a simple one. It's uh, no, no. I shouldn't say that. It's not. It's not that it's simple. It's just that it, it the villain 
It's almost funny. Like I think it's kind of a, it's a good number three. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, is it Bowser? No, it's not Bowser. It's not Bowser. It comes from a fighting game. Okay. Oh wait, like, can we guess? You can try to. You can give take a couple seconds. Is it, an, to guess. Is it an Xbox exclusive? No. Okay. No. Killer Instinct. Uh, hey uh-uh. Hachi. Uh. Uh-uh. Damn it. One more guess each. Dead or alive? No. Street Fighter. No. Death. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, and maybe it's not some a character that everyone's familiar with that plays this game, but I think most are. If you play this game, you're gonna kind of know what this character is. But you only it's like Mortal Kombat. I was about to say Mortal Kombat. Kombat. What I thought say one that? of y'all were gonna say Mortal Kombat. And I was just like, who's the villain? It's like Shang Quinn. What's his name? Shang. No, what's his name? He was on the list that I was just looking at. No, I can't remember. What it is. Sorry, <laughs> it's on my list. Sorry, Resident uh, Mortal Kombat fans. I'll just say it. Super Smash Bros. Oh, wait. The, is, you don't in know. General? Do you know? Oh, do you mean Master Hand? The hand? Yeah. yeah. Master Hand. <laughs> is, it, is, that, is that his name? Yeah, Master, yeah. Master, Master Hand, hand. and no, Crazy Hand. Yeah. yeah, so I had to pick Master Hand because I have fought him more times than like Bowser probably in yeah. Mario. I fight him all the time. But the, in order to get to him, now refresh me, you have to go through... He's uh, the like, last boss of the single yeah. player. Right, the single player mode to get to him. And right. It's like, but, right, so you have to like build up, yeah, that's, and it's on that one level that's flying through space. And I think that's also one of the parts of the reason that I like him. But if, if you don't know Master Hand, if you're not familiar with Smash Bros., which I'd be surprised if that's true, he is the most, the character that does not belong. In, <laughs> in, like, you know, in the roster of the characters that Smash Bros. is, it's, they're all make sense, and they are all from other games and they have context. Master Hands is the the most one of the most bizarre final bosses slash villains that I have ever come across. And I guess we we were talking about this before. Is it like is it a boss or is it a villain? Is it the same thing? You know? I'm kinda of splitting hairs here and I'm like kind of going into both territories. Boss villain. But yeah. what's so great about him is you can kind of make up different ideas of what the hands are. Or oh, who they belong to. So I thought that was kind of a... Conspiracy well, theories. It looks like Mario's own glove. They do <gasps> kind of look like Mario's gloves. Could it be gloves? a My... hallucination of Mario? <laughs> like Whoa, him fighting, really his own, fighting against We've his own soul. We've gone too deep. Yeah, maybe so. And for me, they, are always, they belong to a developer. They're always oh, like okay. this really okay. sort of breaking the fourth wall, which I'll I thought that. was really cool because gotcha. it was like they didn't. I the, the, my my rumor in my head is they couldn't figure out a final boss. They couldn't figure out an actual character to be a final boss. And, and was, Bowser feels too cliche. Yeah, yeah, and you can be Bowser yeah. in the game, so you can't like have him as the final boss. So they're like, well, what are we gonna do? And like, I think it was almost like a joke. Like it was almost just in there for a little bit, and they're gonna figure out when to. Re- I'm making all this up. I don't know if this is true. It's like I like to think that he was just like a placeholder. Yeah, and then they just kept him in there. Because they thought it was like, you know what, it's funny. It's very Japanese to me. It feels very, like, uh, outlandish but cool at the same time and, like, oddly makes sense. That's the thing that I've always been impressed by these kind of games is how much, like, you can put Pikachu versus Mario and, like, oh, that makes sense. But, <laughs> yeah, like, it really duh, has, like, of course. No... Mortal enemies. <laughs> yeah, right, but there's, like, nothing about How'd that How'd you that miss really that in Pokemon? <laughs> it's just, like, they do it and, and you accept it and, like, you know, it, and it works after a while. Yeah. And Master Hand's actually very hard as well. He's actually a super difficult Oh, my God, boss. he so is. He's so I difficult. I lose to Master Hand all the time. I don't even know if I explained, but people, it's just, it's a big 
It's two hands, right? Yeah, no, just, it's, it's a master it? hand and crazy hand. Oh, yeah. If you're I on, the, high, if you're on the higher difficulty. Yeah, because I remember he's like so, coming in slap. Yeah, once do... you get like to four or five, it's really not that far along. If you're yeah. like anything too high of a level, it's master hand and crazy hand. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's super hand. difficult. Like, like the power. He, I mean, all he's doing is slapping around. Oh my god! Around. And this is one of the few levels that's just a flat plane. Like, even though it's flying through space, which you is have super, nothing which to is a jump super on. Interesting, you have nothing, nothing to interact to dodge, with. Really. Yeah. it's just a, it's, it's just, just flat. Fight. Yeah, because all the other levels, yeah. Smash Bros. is so famous for having things happen in the other yeah. levels. Like lava will come up. The the level will change. You this can get is stuck just, between yeah, platforms. Yeah, this is just one platform, and then he comes out. From the background, actually reminds me of Andros from Star Fox. Remember when oh, I was talking yeah. about him? Yep. And uh, same idea. It's like this float. Everything's floating, and you're fighting this kind of. Fl- and he's just a big head in Star Fox, and there's like a big hand. I don't know. There's something. There's some connecting thing there. I wonder if there was. Maybe it's Andros's hands. Well, isn't it in the, ah, in, oh, in, in, in Star ooh, Fox? You fight conspiracy. Andros's hands, and there, he has these like little. Go, go, I know, man. and he's slapping you around. It's Although very similar. I, I am one to go with your train of thought that it yeah. is a developer. Because, yeah, that's what it feels like. Because at the beginning of, of Smash Brothers, when you open it up, you follow a glove, the gloved hand, and uh-huh. he like starts. Is it, he like picks up Yoshi, I believe, or one of the characters, and like like is the one that like symbolizes them like animating to where they'll fight or something. Oh. Like that. So I bet it's. I bet yeah. you're right. I bet you're on the right track there. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's a cool boss. It's a cool villain that has like no. You don't. You just don't know what it is, and you have to make it up for yourself. And I think that's really interesting. It also makes me wonder: Is this how the developers are taking out their rage yeah, on a game so. they've created right. that's out of control? Like, let's put this in there. Let's, I like, think it was after like one kids. of the Smash Wii U updates. <laughs> um, what's his name? Sock. Oh, what's the developer's name? Sakurai. I'm pretty sure that's his name. I don't know. Like, there was this really hilarious video of him talking to, like, the fans, and he had done this update that was, like, 50 billion swords, new weapons, all this other crazy crap, and he, like... For Smash Bros? Yeah, for Smash, and he looked dead into the camera, and he was like, never ask me for anything ever again. (laughs) 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 And he's just like, that's hilarious. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure it's him, like, beating the crap out of this game. Probably so. Everyone shut up. he's like, we're done here. (laughs) I'm so sick of all you people. Just enjoy my game, (laughs) damn it. I know. Just have fun. (laughs) God, I'm this melee. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we need to go to that uh, Smash Brothers tournament. When is that? The store down here does. Oh, when? It's like Tuesdays and Thursday nights. Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yeah. Like today's? Every, oh, fuck. Today's yeah, Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. God. We messed it up. We changed it. We changed it up for the day. Oh, that's right. God, I didn't realize that. Because I can't do tomorrow. Yeah. That's right. It's me. It's We're my flexible. It's yeah. always you. It is always <laughs> me. I am the most difficult person to work with. Such a prima donna. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> No, it's all it's all good. We're all flexible. We can make it work. It's not a big deal. I don't mind. But we should try to hit that up sometime. That'd be we fun. Should, That'd be fun I to go try to you know wreck some noobs. I dominate <laughs> Smash. I will be wrecked. No. I'm no, not, I would I'm probably, not yeah, good I'd leave with like the tail between my legs. Oh, I'm too. sorry. We'll we're like, talking trash. We're podcast hosts. What's up? <laughs> yeah, we got our shirts on. Team chat. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love that. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? That's how I feel on Overwatch when like there's a kid online. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> I'm one of you. <laughs> I'm one of you. <laughs> nice. Master hands. Master yes. hands. That's a good pick. Good pick. Well, you know, it's three. It's a good three. Well, it's an interesting pick, though. It's interesting. You know, yes, it's, thank a, you. it's a it's a it's a different pick because everyone thinks villain evil. Right, but right. like here we hit he get up with a with a glove. Yeah, maybe well, Master we're, Hand maybe, sounds pretty evil. He maybe has an we're evil. evil. Maybe we're trying yeah. to get somewhere that like we're not supposed God. to get to. You know, yeah, maybe Master we, Hand's maybe, like, like a lot of levels. Slow down. A lot of levels. I know. He's like you're not going anywhere. 
And then doesn't he like die and it's like kind of falls Oh, he like, like explodes. Does He's like, he? or he at least in the Wii U does. version, he kind of explodes. Damn. Oh, yes. He, is he in the Wii U version? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the, he's the big bad. Yeah. Him and Crazy Hand. There you go. Oh, crazy. Partners in crime. Mogan, what's your third? All right. So I really cannot in good conscience, like I thought about leaving it out, but then I was like, I can't. I feel like this is going to be There's on my no list. Way. Uh, don't say it. it. Might, but it, don't what, is it what it. we talked about earlier? I don't know. You guys have conversations though. Did you? Did you guys speak without me? You weren't. You, you weren't. You weren't here. You were moving boxes. <laughs> Whatever. So, anyways, um, I just as the resident Legend of Zelda person, oh, oh, there's just no way that I cannot say Ganondorf. See, yeah. this is interesting that he's your number three. Oh, he's, he's my number three. He's the oh, number yeah. one on that list that I looked oh, at. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Well, now he's number three. Mm. Correction game radar or whatever it's called. I think that was it. Yeah, gonna mm. check you there. Uh, so he's my number three largely because my other two are so much more, not more iconic, but more meaningful to me. Because mm-hmm. Ganon, like, it's been a slow progression over time. It's like you fought him in A Link to the Past, you fought him in Wind Waker, you fight him in Ocarina of Time, and in Majora's Mask. Every single game, you're fighting Ganon. So actually, almost over time, it becomes like, oh, this guy again. So in a way, it's like, oh, I fought him a thousand times. He's not like my number one villain. I can kill him with my eyes closed. Are you killing? Are you kidding me? But he's... You just can't ignore him. Mm-hmm. He's like the iconic villain of The Legend of Zelda. So even though there are other games, usually the smaller ones that didn't actually feature him, like um, I think Manish Cap, he actually wasn't in it at all. It actually had like this other villain called Vady who was adorable. Is he in Majora's Mask? Getting... No, he's no? not. No, so, so like Majora's Mask, it's, it's, no, it's Majora. So yeah. the mask itself oh. is the villain. But isn't there like a crazy He's possessing kid? Skull Kid. Okay. So Skull Kid like puts the mask on and then you just oh. like, duh, <laughs> duh <Zach>. come on. <laughs> How do you not know these straight? things? How many times have we talked about Zelda? <laughs> you think you'd learn something? <laughs> I've learned it now. I know the whole universe I've in my head. I've played the whole game. <laughs> no need to play him. <laughs> played him no. in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Ganon, for the vast majority of the games, he is the villain. And whenever he's not in a game, it's like, oh, really? He's not even here? And even in others, he might be an incarnation of himself. So, for example, in Skyward Sword, technically, there is no Ganon. There's no Ganondorf. It's Demise. So in Skyward Sword, which is meant to be the num- point zero yeah. of the entire series, you're fighting this giant behemoth called Demise that eventually materializes as this more humanoid form, and it's got like flaming red hair and like the kind of cool. dark, kind of very brownish black skin like Ganon, and like the flaming red eyes, and he's like, you fool, I'm going to chase you down throughout all of history and every <laughs> wow. single life you ever live. Epic. I'm going to F you up, man. And <laughs> what, Link's like, later, buddy. Why is he uh, a villain? So the thing is, it's kind of like a cool... uh, Well, it's not even really a theory. It kind of is mostly canon. Ganon is almost like a... um like a divine joke. Mm. Not like a joke in the like, ha ha, look at this derp, mm-hmm. but like in a joke of like, oh man, why did the gods do this to uh-huh. us? Because of course he's the Triforce of Power. He's one of the holders of the Triforce. Mm. So of course Link has courage. Zelda always has wisdom. He's power. And in the... Oh, uh, I just, wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, in the ethos of the golden goddesses, oh, the creators of Hyrule. Oh man, I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the good book could have good a read. Book. Let me go get <laughs> Everyone my Hyrule opened up the page to <laughs> Bible according to Let Zelda. Let me just go, go yeah. to the mythos and gods. 
chapter five. <laughs> so, three. so the three golden goddesses, which um, are Din, which is power, Ferore, courage, Nehru, wisdom. They are the makers of all of existence. If you're not counting Helia from Skyward Sword, it just depends Obviously. on which, which game. The, you're, yeah, we know which that. game you're basing it off of. <laughs> so, and Din, of course, being the uh, wielder of power, it's like. Not necessarily a cop-out, but it's like the holder of the Triforce of Power, you could kind of argue, is easily corruptible. And Ganon, in every iteration, that's really all he wants. He doesn't want to destroy the world. He wants to rule it. All he wants is power. That's good. I'm glad so, a villain's trying to just wipe everything out. Yeah, that so sometimes no some villains do that. They're like, yeah, I'm tired of existence, so all of you are going to suffer with me. And it's like, really? Be cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, <have laughs> Come on, dude. Ganon's like, no, I don't care about you specifically. I just want to rule you and be mm. supreme leader for all of time. Okay. And that's part of his quest for power, his eternal quest for power and link is like man considering how much power you supposedly have it's kind of crazy that you keep getting killed by a kid (laughs) have you considered have you considered a different approach perhaps (laughs) keeps cleaning the floor with his ass maybe practice a little bit more i mean even in wind waker where you're literally fighting ganon as toon link child link And child princess Zelda. They school him. Link stabs a sword through his skull Mm, and turns him to stone. And now there are all these jokes about Breath of the Wild where Link goes to remove the master sword and Ganon like comes out of the ground and the sword's in his forehead. Wait, what "Ah." game did they stab him in the forehead? Wind Waker. Oh, Wind Waker. The most adorable tunish of all of them. Blood coming out. No, there was no blood. (laughs) We we wish there was no blood, but he did turn to stone, of course, as they all do. So it's like He's the he's the guy. He's always the guy you're fighting. It's just like, ah, this mofo again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get him, and this isn't going to be hard. All I have to do is shield attack at the right time to throw him off balance and sideswipe him. He, he'd think he'd have learned after <laughs> thousands of years fighting the same kid, but apparently not. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Can't teach no. an old dog no. new tricks. He, knows, no, he, he knows the role he's playing. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Triforce of Power, not smarts. Zelda's got there that one. Go. There we go. Excellent. Oh, I didn't know that. That's three. actually the most interesting thing. Oh, man. I knew he was the overarching villain, but I didn't know he, that it was... Well, I didn't know he had one of the... I didn't know the tri- oh, I didn't yeah. know Zelda had wisdom. I mean, no, I didn't no, know he's always Link got, had courage. God, you don't know anything No, I only played one. This was in Twilight Princess. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, oh. One playthrough is not enough to yeah, walk away every single secret. How am I going to remember all that? <laughs> How can you not? I remember everything. Just remember the atmosphere. Oh, man. <laughs> I remember it looked pretty. It looked you're, you're killing me, buddy. You're killing me. I'm not sure who's worse, him for only playing one or you for playing none. I have none. Equal, <laughs> equal, sh- equal shame all around, it's I a, guess. It's a stalemate. <laughs> all right. Well, for my number three, I went back to one of my one series that I've played a lot. Hopefully Zach hasn't peeked and no, I haven't. Looked. I actually just thought about it though. I was like, wait, nope, I should no look. peeking, no peeking. Get my thoughts in order. <laughs> so my villain is the main antagonist of the first God of War God of War game, Ares. Oh, who is the OG God of War? Yeah, oh, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you gotta. So obviously Kratos beca- has to become God of War, and he can't do that if there's already a God of War <laughs> walking around. Can't have oh, two snap. gods of war. No, can't do that. Can't, can't just co- can't just co you know co manage that position. No. It would be great if the second game were Gods of War yeah. compromises King. <laughs> 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 Camera real quick. Uh, so yeah, so Ares, 
Ares was a good villain for me uh, because even though he is really only the main the main villain of the first one, he is basically the catalyst that puts the story of the God, of God of War into motion. There's a ton of backstory and mythology that I could go into to bring it to why he's you know to give all these reasons why Kratos hastens guts, but <laughs> and wants him dead. But basically, Kratos when he was mortal, leader of the Spartans. He's fighting against some barbarians, and he is getting overrun, about to be killed. And he cries out to Ares, the god of war, to save him, and that if he saves him, he'll dedicate his life to him. And so Ares comes down, destroys the barbarians. God, I wish it were that easy. And and then gives Kratos his iconic blades of chaos, mm. those two swords that are like chained yeah. around his arms. Mm. But then Kratos has to pass a series of tests. Uh, blood trials as they were one is to defeat his enemies done barbarians are all <laughs> done dead. uh the another one is to uh he has to uh you know release his bloodlust so uh, uh, basically so like he Wait, has release to, his bloodlust he basically just cool. has to like go crazy on like he kills like all of his spartan right. bros with him and stuff like, he has oh a, no a not his bros like he just he just goes you know kind of goes nuts and finally the third one which which Ares doesn't necessarily share with old kratos uh-huh. before we get going uh-huh. is that the third one is that he has to kill his loved ones who does kratos, kratos has okay. to kill his own loved ones does, and he, so does he do it yeah, <laughs> so he, he so Ares like makes yeah, him attach this fucking dark. I've never played God, attack God this. Uh, he makes him attack this Spartan village, and you know as Kratos is about to go in, this village oracle like tells him like, "Hey, you don't want to do that," mm. you know, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, get out of my way." And he goes in, <laughs> you know, goes crazy, killing the whole village all over the place. His men are helping him; they're slaughtering everything, and he does by his own hand, you know, in his rage and and bloodlust and everything, kills his wife and daughter. Oh, and then. You know, he realizes what he's done is obviously pissed at Ares that he was that he was uh, you know misguided and manipulated into doing this. The Oracle then takes the ashes of his wife and, da- and daughter's body and puts them into his skin. That's why he's white and oh. has that. Oh, it's, it's so that the, the shame that. of Ooh. what he's done will stay with him forever, and he'll never be able to forget what he's done. That's why I he's got that. that. Ash. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's got that ashen look. So obviously, already tough. Life. Kratos has got a pretty big bone to pick with Ares. Yeah. And there's a little bit, there it goes, it goes on. There's a lot more like, you know, the gods of Olympus, they're not all just chill dudes. Mm. They all have their own thing that they're trying to do. Dudes and ladies. (laughs) Athena's up there too. Yeah, they're all up there. Come on. And so, you know, they have their own politics and such and all these other things. Basically, Ares and Athena, they're bro and sister, but they don't get along very well. But it's also none of them get along. No, they yeah, they don't. That's the whole and so Kratos, you know, Kratos at this point in the beginning of God of War, he's doing his own thing. He's fighting all the other things, and near near the end is when the story kind of comes to a head, where Ares and Athena really clash. Mm. But it's against the law of the gods of Olympus to be able to actually declare war on each other. So Ares attacks the city of Athens, which is <gasps> under the protectorate of Athena. Oh my god! Obviously, uh, what Athens a Athena. bitch! Yeah. Shut Come up. on. Okay. So since Athena cannot fight um, Ares. She sends Kratos to do it. <laughs> Snap. But and then but she sends him like tells him basically <laughs> that the only way that he's gonna have the power to be able to defeat Ares is to uh find and open Pandora's box. And so that becomes a big Is this part. all in game one? This is all in game <laughs> one. Jesus. And so Christ. he goes, finds Pandora's box, is about to open it. Ares is like picks up in his like spidey sense or whatever Ares has got and, <laughs> and realizes that that's happened. Picks up a pillar from the city of Athens, hurls it directly, pinpoint missile. To Kratos's <laughs> position and kills Kratos, sending Kratos to the With underworld. A column, yeah, because oh, Ares is huge. He's uh-huh. like this massive 
tall dude. Uh-huh. He's not like the size okay. of a man. Oh, okay. Should have clarified with okay. that. Okay. Fiery red, <laughs> like his started. hair is like fire, his beard's fire. He's an imposing dude. Okay. Yeah. So and so scary. then Kratos has to fight his way up from the underworld. Jesus, man. Yeah, I know. This is, you know, tough thing is this to disc do. three? That's why, he's got so much, that's why he's so ripped. I know. He's just like climbing and yeah, fighting everywhere like, he goes. <laughs> so anyway, he uh, he goes on, finally faces down with, with Kratos, and then he's able to open Pandora's box to see the power from it. And then also because Daddy Zeus is playing favorites, his Ares and Athena are his kids, in case you're not familiar with Greek mythology, <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, he also sides with with Athena because Boom. Ares is going, you know, he's going a little war hungry, can't mm-hmm. be stopped. Mm-hmm. And so he then gives Kratos some of his power as well. Kratos is able to grow to the same size as Ares, resulting in this massive oh, smackdown. That's wow. got to be pretty cool. Ares, Ares tries to put up a good fight, revealing that he also has these like spider-like spikes that like pop out of his back, like Ooh. six like tentacle things and trying to jab at him and all these. He's a badass dude to try to fight. Eventually, Kratos is able to get the other hand, impales uh, Ares in the chest with a, with a sword of, I can't remember what it's called. Zeus gave it to him. It's a gift from the gods kind of thing. Oh, wow. Called the he's able to kill. Yeah. yeah. He's able to kill Ares, and then, and then through, as since Ares, the god of war, is now dead, is able to take his place on Mount Olympus as the god of, new god of oh, war. Oh, I thought you were going to say, in peace ruled the land. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, no. It's always got to be that war. So who's one the thing villain? Who's from, the villain in One this? thing we've learned from Fallout is war never changes. But <laughs> never changes. Uh, well, I mean, you could say Kratos is the villain. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. it sounds like he's it's the like, villain. He's, a very, he's very much an anti-hero. But anyway. I mean, to be fair, he asked for this. Our favorite he did, heroes. but he didn't know he was going to have to kill his family. Okay, all literally all of the Greeks oh, another, knew. Another side point is during his final fight with Ares, Ares causes Kratos to have a vision of when his wife and family are getting killed, and like Ares kills them again in front of Kratos. And so just to either furthermore piss him off. Oh. So Ares is obviously a bad dude. He sets in motion all the events of the God of War game series, and that is why he's my number three. All right. All right. That was good. I was a little, getting some lessons here. Yeah, from, seriously. From I've Zelda learned God a lot. War. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I need get this. History. I need this in my life. All right. My number two, in good conscience, I could not keep this off my list. Oh, we is have it so- going to be? Yeah. Oh, it is. So, mm-hmm. but how, could, mm-hmm. how can I not have it on the list, though? You Just in good, <laughs> in good conscience, we have talked about her before, and we've talked about the game plenty of times. <gasps> oh, no. No. You're right. Oh. We do. No. Oh, is, is this your number it's one? It's my number one. We can uh, talk about it now. Should now we, I know. Should we switch then and go should to... Should I say my number one and just reverse it? If you don't mind giving your number if one. You don't mind. one. <laughs> no, I can give my number one. Okay. But my number one was number one for a reason. So, okay, I, so, so, so it was only for a reason because I really... No, wait. I'm saying should we change up the order? Should it go back to Mogan, then to me, and then to you, take a quick pause for the moment Mogan, with Mogan, Mogan, and then... You two can continue talking about the number one, or do you guys know. care? I can that just I save my number two for last. Okay, so, so let's technically do, so it's my number one, but in conjunction with so that okay, so two. you're moving okay. your number one yeah. to number two. Yeah. Okay, so to be with your number one, that's not your number two. That's staying at number yes. two. Yes. <laughs> Did everyone follow that? <laughs> uh, Say it together. Gladys. Gladys. Yeah, uh, there we go. Yeah. I wrote it down. Oh, in my that's little your number book. one. Yeah, it's I put it. Number, I almost, oh it's gosh. a great number one. That's a Gladys good pick. is yeah. number one villain yes. of all time. Is of she, any she, game, it's hard not to. Ha- I mean, I obviously had to have her on my list. I just didn't want to put her at number one because I wanted to keep someone else at number one. Oh, just okay. Because I thought it'd be more interesting to talk about. But 
Yeah, she's. Uh, do you say Gladys or Gladys? I say Gladys. Yeah. Some people say I thought Glados. It was Glados because the D O S is capitalized. <laughs> because there's a dogs. O. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I, that's all. How I you thought. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, Anywho. I say, but doesn't it stand for like genetic? Ew, something. I don't know. Oh, hold up. It does have it, it, it's yeah, I it's an abbreviated it thing. She's got it. She's got oh, the notes. I've got the stuff. Got a fancy new blue pen that I can use. Genetic life form and disc operating system. Oh, okay. DOS. Mm, there okay. we go. DOS. GLaDOS. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not spelled that way. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying you don't I'm, say it that way. I'm saying you do say it that way. GLaDOS. That's actually probably correct. I just want to say GLaDOS. What is her actual name? It's like her, your refusal well, to say okay, her. Okay, so spoiler LaCroix. alert. Yeah, we're going to get into Anyone who has not played either Portal 1 or P- Portal 2, tune out. Jared, you don't We've given count. some Portal spoilers We've before. given quite a bad, few, though. but it's, this it's is... Like a, it's more like lore than anything. Yeah, it comes so, into play early on in the game. Technically, Gladys was made to be um, a, a personality core. Mm-hmm. So she is the artificial intelligence system that was made by Cave Johnson yeah. to run Aperture Science. Right, but and it's the, based off of his lover slash secretary, it right? It is now. So originally, Cave actually made... Um, the AI to put himself in it. He that's how mm. he was going to cheat death. Oh, I'm glad he was like, ah, yes, I'm going his. to put my intelligence into the AI. Mm-hmm. But then the whole moon rocks thing he happened. Moon yeah, rocks. He was sniffing moon yeah, rocks, and he was like, as it turns out, as you can get out. Turns out, turns out, it's like, oh man, turns out that could kill you. Yeah, <laughs> so now like, he's got like a terminal illness caused mm-hmm. by sniffing room moon rocks, and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to speed things up more or less. So he's like, I'm not going to live long enough to see the AI completed. Mm -hmm. There's no way that they're going to be able to put my conscience into the AI because it's not even going to be done. So he basically proclaims Caroline, his assistant. Yes, Caroline, that's right. Yeah. I always call her Caroline Miller, but I think that might be because I have a student with that name. Do, uh, yeah, do we know I'm Caroline's sure. last name? I don't think she has game? one in the game. I, I think there's, it's just there's Caroline. There's images of her in paintings. And yes. stuff. We get to see what she looks like. That's actually like. like a secret trophy. Like if yeah. you find the portrait, you get um, the trophy Portrait of a Lady. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good tidbit for when I play through it. There you go. You'll be looking for it. Thank you. I'll be looking. So yeah, Caroline, he officially names her his successor. So he's always talking about her. He's like, she's the backbone of aperture science. And you know, she's got like a very peppy, high voice and she's like yes sir mr johnson and when he finds out he's really dying he's like okay you're my successor you're the next ceo of aperture science and she's like cool and technically it's never actually in the game i don't think um i think they're like easter eggs you can get that imply it Mm -hmm. but there are some unused voice files from the game's making i think it would actually be portal 2 Mm -hmm. from portal 2's making that um heavily imply that Caroline did not want her conscience put into Gladys. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever heard them? No. They're actually kind of horrifying. Ooh, like, they, sounds... it's very that's, much... Well, that's the thing about just Portal yeah. in general. There are enough little hidden places oh, yeah. that are very scary to me. Even like, though it's not a horror game. Even though it's not a horror game. You feel it. Well, it's got a darkness in its yeah. background. It has a darkness in its background and it has like sort of a darkness of, in what's just generally happening. Even though it's fun and light as you're going through, there are weird like lines that come through that have dark undertones. Yeah. There's places that, and like specifically I'm thinking about when you 
like panel walls that have been moved that you can go into. Oh yeah, the and Rat Man. And the Rat like, Man, yeah. and there's like handprints everywhere, and like yeah. where this someone was here, and like the cake is a lie. That whole thing, which is funny. All of the the it, cake is a lie. The yeah, cake see, is a lie. Everyone uses that as funny, like, but it's actually very scary. Portal's humor is fantastic because you're like, huh, and then you yeah. think about it a second longer, and you're like, oh Ooh, god, yeah, it's like this is wait. really dark. Mm-hmm. This is heavy stuff. So right. it's like, I mean, and obviously Gladys is a murderous artificial yes. intelligence on day one of her inception presumably right after caroline's intelligence was put into gladys gladys goes online i think in 1998 or something like that on bring your daughter to work day do you remember from portal 2 okay when you well there's a point in it's really like midway through in portal 2 you're going through obviously a level of aperture science and you come across this office that is really just a display of children's science projects. Mm. And there's a big banner across the wall that says, bring your daughter to work day. Oh. And they're all potato-based projects. Yeah. They're okay, all maybe like potato that. batteries well, and stuff like that. Well, that's when you put like her that. in a potato at that's one point. Later. Oh, is that later? But this that's is in like the build-up to that. Yeah, that's been Portal 2 as well, yes. what you're talking oh, about. Oh, no, this is Portal 2. Yeah, I know. Yes. We're so, in Portal 2 right now. Yes. yes. Just uh, helping everybody out there. Gotcha. Keep, keep clear where we're at. Yes. So it's I'm like lost. on. I'm, I'm, I'm not listening. <laughs> so something else I'm that out. is extra horrible is on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day. They put Gladys online, and she's like, "Okay, everybody, it's time to die." And she floods the entire facility with neurotoxin. Oh God! I remember, every, I, yeah. See, I was going to ask you. I'm, I'm everyone, sure you know I mean, this is all through voiceover. Okay. Like you get yeah, all of this from this later. clues, yeah. observation, and the voiceover that actually happens in game. Mm-hmm. So she floods the whole facility with neurotoxin, and all of the scientists and presumably all of their children, all of their daughters die. Well, damn. So she's like, okay, there you go. Does she have a motive? What is her, her motive? I, she's pissed off because she didn't want to be AI inside no, the there machine. Is, she like, didn't she, is she pissed about Cave? Is there like... I don't think so. What is I, her... Like, I feel like it was always one of those things of like her realizing humans aren't fit to run the facility or something like that. It's more about science. And yeah, it's maybe just, like, that was just, just my impression. For, but I always that's what like, it is. You're being you're a lab yeah. rat. You know, yeah, you're, you're just testing stuff out. Yeah, for you as sake. Chell, you're just her tool to right. do testing. Right, and and the yeah. cake that comes in, at least in the first one, is that comes in towards the later levels, doesn't it? it? Does. And it's like, hey, you finish this one, you get a cake. Yeah, right, and it's like really moist, and she talks about mm. how delicious it is, it's and she's like, you know, make sure you come. Well, I don't know what kind of cake it is. <laughs> there's an, there's an image at the very end, which at the end of the, which is the oh, best yeah, credits yeah. in any oh, game. It's, hilarious. it's like the best credits, and also again that undertone of darkness that happens is the camera's like f- kind of slowly spiraling down towards the depths of aperture science, and it's yeah. getting lower and lower. And there's like a little light down there, and you get down there, it's got all like the love companion cubes or whatever, yeah. and it's the cake and that song she's singing, and then like the candle like blows out at the end, yeah. and it's like. There's oh just enough darkness yeah. in the game, and and so that's yeah, why I, I want to really talk. Play this game is because of Glados that she is the fuel of the entire tone of. the I game. mean, her entire. She, first of all, she's voiced by opera singer slash oh. voice actress Ellen McLean. Okay, I, I knew she had done other stuff, but I actually didn't know she was an opera singer before this. So it's like she's a bad ass, and yeah. she's a badass older lady, mm. just like Anna Mari. <laughs> There you Overwatch. Go. Our there favorite you go. snipers of horn. <laughs> I do like her a lot. But that's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. That's enough time for But yeah, time. so she's the voice of Gladys and talk about the the, the most delivery's 
perfect, but the lines are great too. Like I got to give so much credit to the writing they are the for the greatest. character. She that whole game is full of the best one-liners. It is of, of any game. And I just never played the a game. Writing is spot like on. That. And there's so, but what happens with her? And, and I'm not going to remember specifics of how it gets to this point, but you get empathy and or at least sympathy for the for her character at some point. Yeah. And that's what makes her, I thought, a really interesting villain is. At points, you get that she's evil and she's kind of luring you. You you start to understand that, but you almost want to keep hanging out and like yeah. understanding more about her. You're not like upset about it. You're more you're you're almost laughing with her. At it's points. like a frenemies kind of it thing. Is. Like, like you're my enemy, but yeah, but you're really entertaining and you're actually like actually really enticing me to come. Yeah. You know, in a weird way. Yeah, it's the game like, does it what she's trying to do to the character in the game. Shell, yeah, you know? absolutely. That's so, why in Portal Two, when she becomes like your semi companion, right. she still hates you. Yeah. she's still lobbing insults what she's calling at you. you. Fat? Yeah, she's yeah. always trying to say that you're fat. Yeah. she's like for being in cryo sleep for five hundred yeah. use, you've somehow managed to pack on a few pounds. Like, That's right. Oh, hey. <laughs> she's like, I can yeah. see the brain damage is set. <laughs> But then, then Wheatley. I mean, that's just an honorable mention. We'll just that's yeah. just I just wanted to say. I was but really Wheatley, torn about doing Wheatley yeah, instead because he becomes. But in my head, Wheatley is he's Wheatley. Like yeah. I can never, I can't hate Wheatley. But Gladys, but he does it's like, become, oh man, like he right. becomes the next Gladys yeah. because he's eventually placed into where that AI is coming from. Yeah. So he kind of absorbs all of the crazy, mm-hmm. which is saying something that even detached from the AI, Gladys was still just as mean. Yeah, <laughs> she was, did uh, not lose any of that. <laughs> by being right. detached from the central core. Yeah. <laughs> that did not did not affect her. So yeah. I kind of I really want to replay the second one. Oh, I remember the first it. one so much more than the second one. The second one, second has, one well the second oh. one is a lot denser. There's a lot yeah. more going on. How long are these games? You first one's quick. Port- In yeah, a day, no, man, fast. I'm telling you two days. Two days. Couple really days. a long weekend. Yeah, Take a long, long weekend. weekend. To play it's just, both it's, or just one? One. 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 It's one 19 puzzles, yeah. I think. There's 19 levels. Is in that Portal. the first game? Because yeah. in the second game, there's like. Well, in the second one, it's just like you're going through different. You yeah. really go outside yeah, the Yeah, you go all kinds of places. Yeah, it's the first awesome. one's pretty contained, except for the last couple parts. I love it when you actually descend into the depths of old aperture. Like you get oh, down yeah, to the yeah, yeah. very, very bottom, and it's like all of the stuff from like the 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. And that's when the Cave Johnson recordings start. Mm-hmm. Because they're from that time, mm-hmm. and you're like this crazy moon rock sniffing bastard. Right. This Simmons. is all this is all his fault. <laughs> so Gladys, yes, all right, well, number good. one. That's your number one. That's when I'm in my number two. Nice, nice. I do really need to play these games because, yeah. like, I thought at first the first time I ever thought heard about it, I thought it was just a a, a puzzler ba- a puzzle based game, and I was kind of like, mm, well, you know, I you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I like puzzle based games, but I have to be in the right mood to play it. I kind of like puzzle based games, and yeah. I have to be in the right mood, especially to play one. And I know at the end of the day, that's what it is. But this one sounds like it has so much more oh. depth to it. So oh, yes. I it need does. to give it. I need to give it. And a what I like about it is that it doesn't force feed you the information. Yeah, like you're really left to insinuate a lot of it. It's right. like implied information, mm-hmm. so you can. There are certain things you can make of it what you will. Cool. Which I love. I don't like being told what to do. There you go. Yeah. Yep. All right, Jared. What's your number? What's your number two? Oh, thank oh you. you're welcome. What's your number five, Jared? <laughs> what's thank your number you. five? <laughs> so no, my oh, I almost said number five. <laughs> my number two comes from my number one game. Whoa. Whoa! Wow! I think okay. we all know what it is. Clickers. Okay, it's no, it's actually not the clickers. <laughs> it is from The Last of Us. So that's all I know. So, is it the demons in your own heart? Possibly. Yeah. Oh, no. Is it the not. decisions you must make? So I'll give a little bit of in, of intro to this. Not much, <laughs> but so Last of Us. 
you come across, you know, in this post-apocalyptic world that you're in, you come across lots of different characters. And some, some good, some bad. But as in most, as in most care, cases with these post-apocalyptic worlds, you don't know which is which. There's always more than meets the eye. Unless it's normally like a good friend of a person that you're with in your party. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, this guy knows this guy. He can vouch. We're cool. Mm-hmm. But, friend you know, of a friend. Random yeah, travelers, you don't know what's going to come across. And this is where this villain comes into play. He's David. David comes in near in the second half, late second half of the game. Joel has been injured. It's winter time. Ellie is out having to forge for herself. Right, you actually, right, right. this is the first time you actually get to play as Ellie. I remember that during the game. And so Ellie is out hunting a deer. Mm-hmm. She kills the deer and then is come upon by two guys, one of which is David. And he is chill. They talk. She, you know, like. Tell she they try to like he's just wanted to get some food from the deer that she shot because he's like you're a little girl you can't eat this whole thing can I have some bitch watch me and he's and she says you know and they so they try to trade she says she needs medicine she doesn't say who for but she just says she needs some medicine so he sends his guy off to go get the medicine Ellie makes him give him her, her give her his gun and they just chat and they just talk and then you know they're like having this all the those somewhat standoffish just nice chat. The infected come. They have to fight off all the mm. infected. And still, like, David reveals he had a pistol that he could have used on you, but he didn't. And so he has to, and you fight off all the infected. And then when you're sitting there, and this is one of, like, the one of the, this one scene that just, like, sticks out in my mind. Now, the thing about David is, you know, he's probably, he's a middle-aged dude, but he's, but he just sounds gentle. His voice is gentle. Nolan North, who's a voice actor for him, did a fantastic job. Because it's it's kind of a it's a it's like a, a a almost raspy but just kind of like a high pitch is very much, you know. I'm gonna try to do an impression of it to give it I'm because ready. It, it helps set the the mind set of the character where he's just like he just says to her you know it's like when he's talking like the deer he's just like I noticed you have this deer and we can't you know could you okay. have some of it you know we, okay. we have a lot of people who are hungry you know, know. it's just very like seems calm collected right. individual very npr yeah but oh, suspicious yeah. but somewhat suspicious you don't I know mean, what to trust i mean npr is yeah. pretty suspicious you're too calm for these times man <laughs> well and so throughout the course of the game you will run into this group of uh smugglers bandits as you were uh, uh, and you have to fight them at various points in the game and so anyway you fight off the infected with with david and you're sitting there back waiting for the guy to come back and he's telling, he's just like, you know, this crazy, this world we live in, all this other stuff. And she just says, you know, and Ellie's, you know, still standoffish. And David turns to her and, tell, and tells her, you know, she's like, no, it's it's cool. You know, I think everything happens for a reason. And she's like, well, how do you figure? And she's like, well, you know, it's the craziest thing. We, you know, we, we've been a, a community trying to build, make a place for ourselves and, you know, live and survive as best as we can. And I, I had this group of men that I sent off into this town to go get some supplies and they lost a few, and they came back when they came back. And the crazy thing is, is they said they were killed by this crazy man who was accompanied by a little girl. Oh, and you're just like, oh, oh shit, oh, this is bad. Oh, man. And then, Goosebumps. Yeah. And so then you realize the other guy came back, and he's got a gun pointed at Ellie, but David lets her go, takes the medicine and lets her go. Uh, and, of course, Ellie's obviously freaked out. She wakes up the next morning, and they are David and his men are searching for him in the town that they've been taking refuge in. Joel is incapacitated, can't help out at all, so Ellie has to try to lead them away from her. She winds up getting captured by David, knocked out, 
wakes up in a cell in in his encampment where she wakes to discover uh, one of his men chopping up a human body Ooh. for later consumption. Oh. So you find out now that David is also a cannibal. <laughs> Aren't the best villains? Come on. <laughs> so obviously, like, it's kind of, he's kind of like, I'm keeping you until it, uh, you know, fits my purpose to need to eat you or something, you know, or something or to, you know, or until he can, she makes, helps him find Joel so that he can kill Joel and get revenge on all the men that Joel has killed. Long story short, Joel wakes up and is able to come looking for, for Ellie and Ellie is able to escape. And this whole like cat and mouse happens where you're trying to escape the, in this snowstorm from David's encampment. David's chasing you. His men are chasing you. And it switches in between Joel and Ellie at this point, at this point in the game. And it, you get locked into this big hunting lodge with David as Ellie. And he's chasing you around. The lodge gets set on fire and it's slowly starting to burn, which then slowly traps you as to where you can go. And, uh, Eventually, it comes to a head. You both, you know, you both are there, and you fight. I can't remember the exact circumstances of how it goes down, but and one again, one of the more iconic scenes of the game. Spoiler alert for anyone! So I'll give oh you a God. few seconds. Ellie then is able to wrestle David's machete away from him and proceeds to hack the living Whoa. shit out of him. Nice. Really? Yes. Go Ellie. Like yeah, she's. Hey, Link does this all the time. Yeah. It's, a, it's the game gets dark. You got to do what you got to do. I get you it. Got to do. I what get you it. Ellie's been lifting, Ugh. getting swole. But yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> but it's it's like a big thing. It'd be where hard like, to hack somebody. <laughs> Joel finds her right as she's like delivering the killing blows, and they, like she does it, and then like breaks down and cries. And wow. it's like a huge, like it's also in a you know weird way a emotional mo- a bonding moment for Joel and Ellie. <laughs> now we're both murderers. <laughs> Yay! Well, it's this whole big thing. It's just like you know. <laughs> Ellie is like questioning David at this one point and she's just like, you know, he's like, you killed a lot of my men. And she's like, we didn't have a choice. And he says, do you think they had a choice? Like they were just trying to get supplies to live. They, and they just saw someone as an obstacle. And so it's this weird parallel, you know, obviously you're more in Joel and Ellie's yes, camp because of you're a character, but then you can also see his point at the same end. Yeah. Granted, he's taking a step for, but further. But that's what like the whole game's people. about, really, is these these dilemmas and these is like the, and, and the relationship at its core, the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Yeah, yeah. So David sticks out and is my number two because of how you at first think he's going to be a friend. There is that betrayal, which was an excellently written twist into the game, and then just how how for a person who is so seemingly peaceful. And agreeable turned out to be just this really dark individual, and because by the time when he's hunting twist. down when he's hunting down Ellie in that lodge, he's crazy. Like yeah. it, it, he like he kind of has that snapping point, and he mm-hmm. and he just kind of goes nuts. Mm. So it's a very terrifying sequence of the game, very uh, very difficult, and yeah. And then that the climax of how it all resolves is. Are they going to make a sequel kicker. to this game? It's being talked about. Or should they? It's do, being, what's your opinion? It's being it's being tossed around. It has no official word has come out of. What would you yet. like to happen? Do you think it should be left on its own merit? As I a, personally think I think it should. Yeah. Now, if they announce a Last of Us two, does that mean I'm not going to play it? <laughs> not get excited about it? <laughs> Absolutely yeah, yeah, not. I'll still play it. But I think this is one of those instances. It, the game definitely stands on let its it, own. Yeah, let it be. And so, mm. you know, so we'll see what what eventually comes of it. Um, but uh, but no, David is my number two. Cool, nice. All right, learning so, more about Last of Us. It's yeah. a good one. Like I, know. I hope I you know. have the chance to play it. At some I point. do too. If I, I die. if I haven't ruined it by like giving away <laughs> all the spoilers, no, no, no. 
because it's a different. Like I was rewatching. I don't think spoilers are that big a deal. I was re- it's like they are the, for me. Well, like, it's like when you're the, playing, you, I still get emotional me impact. Too. I feel like I mean, you're I've still played gonna, the like, same game yeah. a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, and every get, time I'm like, I know what's I've rewatched. I've rewatched footage of the. I rewatched footage of David and everything in preparation for this. I was like, damn, you'll still get the impact. But I get it. Yeah. So we've hit, we found our, the end of our number twos, and it's time to take a quick detour hey. to the moment with Mogan. Yeah, All right, that was enough of a pause. I really don't have that much today. So really, the big news that we kind of talked about earlier and may or may not make it into the final cut. I don't really know what these guys do when I'm not here. <laughs> the big Overwatch update. So they are doing a special limited edition thing with Overwatch where it's going to have all of these Olympic-themed stuff for the Rio games. And this started a week ago by the time of this release. Yes. So it would have started August 3rd. Second. Second. There we go. August 2nd. So the primary thing for me that I care about is there's going to be all of these new Rio-themed loot boxes. So every new loot loot box that you get will have a combination of both regular stuff and these special limited edition Olympic things. I think that you cannot use your credits... You to purchase them. So you kind of just have... It's luck of the draw. I went and looked in, in like the list of skins yeah. and stuff, and the new yeah, skins yeah. are not available. Yeah, so you just have to basically hope for the best. Get a bunch of loot boxes, hope for the best. Um, there's also going to be a new brawl, which is themed as Lucio Ball. The Lucio Ball brawl, <laughs> if you will. Lucio? Lucio. Everyone's Lucio. And so you play the whole game. It almost reminded me of a fusion between regular soccer and Rocket League. It's pretty kinda. much Rocket League. Yeah, it looked like Rocket League when yeah. I was looking at it's it. It's pretty but, awesome. I've so Lucio, of course, for those of you who aren't a Lucio, or maybe don't look at him that much, but how could you not? He's so adorable. He's pretty cool. <laughs> He's pretty cool. Um, he has this basically sound gun that he uses to either play uh, healing music or speed music. And he can also do like the boop. So and he can do music. this little the death music. Yes, yes. So you can do this little boop sound wave and blast, blast people, people off over oh, the edge. So it's annoying. the best <laughs> death you can get. As a Lucio, you're like, yes. <laughs> Nothing is better than booping someone to death. They're always so mad about it. I like all <laughs> the, the videos of people booping into the well on the Oh, Ilios. I love it. I do oh, that all yeah. the time. Roadhog I'm does such that a too. I'm such a well stalker. I'm like, yes, come to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, he can go up the well, can he? Can yeah. he? Like, yeah. If he falls in, that's pretty cool. It's I pretty mean, sweet. I've never made it back out. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so it they done. Say, Other people can do it. I can't. But so Lucio Ball is basically going to be like soccer where you're able to use your gun to boop the ball into the goal. Or you could actually, I think, hold it. You can pull it towards you by using his ult, which, you know, usually uh, defends people. Which I didn't figure that out until like the third round Yeah, but in this case, you pull the ball towards you with your ult. And of course, the entire thing is like a rounded circle. So you can wall slide all over the place. Uh, It looks amazing. I cannot wait to do it. The entire event, and Jarrett was asking about this earlier, is going to last through August 22nd. Oh, okay, cool. So So we've, yeah, we've got, because it's it's meant to be with the Olympics. So they have to, you know, let it go for a little while while the games are going on. So we have plenty of time to get a bunch of gear. By the time we've gotten all the loot boxes, we're all going to be triple prestige. So let's do it. (laughs) It's going to be great. Oh, have you really? The most I've gotten is a double prestige. I've only and seen a single. Guy sucks. I've only he's seen a level three hundred. Doesn't mean something. he's good. Just no. means that he's he plays. Yeah, it just means that he played a lot. Right. Doesn't mean you're good. But okay, so that's really all for just regular news. The other hopefully thing, the, um, hopefully Lucio Ball, Ball Ball will not be hit with health hazards such as Zika virus and dirty swimming yeah, water. Hopefully, hope hopefully they keep that arena clean. Yeah. Uh, Lucio yes. stays firmly on lane. But he's an audio medic, so Audio you know. medic. <laughs> yeah, that's how they should Heal find up. Zika. Heal up. That's right. <laughs> so um, out now, I actually am super ashamed. I missed this last time, so this is kind of circling back. Out now for PS4 and Steam as of August 2nd, Abzu. 
A B. Okay, I've seen a little bit of this. Abzu is from the artistic minds behind Journey. And you can very much see it. Like, if you're looking at stills of Abzu, you're like, well, shit, that's Journey, but underwater. It's Journey 2. It's It's Journey journey 2. Just call it what it is. But it's from a different game company. I think it was Plastic Games that made Abzu. So they, um, basically, it's like an under, it it is, it's underwater journey. So you are this little character that goes diving and you're basically exploring these underwater depths and there's like all these ruins of an ancient civilization. It's like discovery and stuff. And there's whales and fish and like turtles and crap. And I'm like, that looks like everything I've ever wanted in a game. So I am super excited to eventually get it. I think it's only $19.99. Wow. So if you buy it, buy it through the PlayStation, it's PlayStation Store, though, right? it's, currently it's only for PS4 yeah, and Steam. I'm going to turn my mind so, off yeah, yeah, you might as well <laughs> gracefully bow out. Doesn't. And this one is, is similar to Bound, which is made by the people yes. who made Journey, that game Bound company, correct? Bound is... You know it's not. Oh, wait, maybe I have my information. I of, no, I have my information wrong. Abzu was not made by... Uh, it was not made by Plastic Games. Bound is. Bound I'm gonna, PS4 I'm gonna do is the one that's made check. by Plastic. Journey was made by that game company. Okay. Plastic. They are not... Plus, plastic! Plastic! Two gold Plastic! <laughs> good, good plug, good plug. Oh, and the Sponge doubloons Bob. fit very good with Abzu's theme, Underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> so they, I'm pretty sure that they were not made by the same people, okay. but they were both developed by Santa Monica. Or yes, published, published, published by Santa Monica. Published by okay, Santa that's, Monica Okay, Studios. so that is the, the That's tie. the connector. Got it. So Abzu pulls the, together the artistic factor. So they're all kind of interconnected in a way. Um, in addition, by the time this airs, No Man's Sky will officially be out. Today. Yeah. Whoa. August, as you're listening to this. As you're listening to this, August 9th, for me. the landscape of gaming has officially changed. Oh, my God. Let's hope so. Wow, it's so true. It's it true. is, of course, for PS4. As far as I can tell, it's not currently going to be for Microsoft. Probably not since it's being published by Sony. Yeah. yeah. That's, their, that's their baby. Yep. <coughs> And then coming soon, we do have Inside to the PS4. So that one used to be an Xbox exclusive. Thank God they changed their minds. August 24th, Inside is coming to the PS4. I am absolutely going to get it. I cannot wait. Also for PS4, Bound, of course, August 16th. And then, this one's kind of a womp-womp, Metroid Prime Federation Force, coming out for the 3DS August 19th. Oh, for the 3DS. Is this, this going to be another other M for you? Don't let the Prime confuse you. This is not a real game. It's like a game of mini-games. Oh. It's not, I don't know what Boo. the crap they're making. Boo! Boo. So, that's a big N-ew. Not going <laughs> to play that one. <laughs> and that's all I had for today. Nice. Where's the where's the head for that one? Which one? Am I just that is his head? It's yeah. just really small. Oh, yeah, he's he has like, a big body. Yeah, he's like oh. covered in his robes. Uh, I see his head. What kind of animal is it's it? It's a Tuscan Raider. Oh, no, you're Star Wars, man. <laughs> no, you're Star Wars. All right, so Zach, am I bringing this home? No, I'm well, not. you're not bringing. I'm bringing this home today. I'm starting the journey, but you're home. starting the journey okay. home. All right, okay, Nicely. okay, no, like yeah, that. It's the journey yeah. home. with your number okay. one. Yeah, okay, let's All right. it up here. <laughs> my so like you said, your number two came from your number one. Yes, my number one comes from my number one. Uh, <laughs> of course, yeah. we're gonna have to rename this podcast: <laughs> Zelda, The Last of Us, and Halo. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about all three of these games at some point every episode. Hope you like it. That's actually <laughs> <we> sure do. <laughs> we love talking about it. <laughs> 
Uh, that's not true. We, this isn't for you anymore. It's for us. It's always been for us. <laughs> that's that true. we didn't. We haven't talked about. Uh, you know, you haven't talked about Last of Us in a while. No, I mean, I haven't. It's hard to remember. There's so many. There, there are so many things about getting... it because, like, David, I forgot until yeah. I was like really hardcore having to think about the villains. Right. I was like, oh shit, David! Like, you know, he's good. Like, that's a good villain. If nothing else, a Last of Us two would give us more content. That's true. So if they could go yeah, on ahead and go. come that's out, true. I've got endless supplies of LOZ if I'm willing to wait. Yeah, I could talk. About I would. Uh, I would. I would just like do a live let's play of. Yeah. Of, oh my Ooh, god. Do it. I was thinking about doing Abzu. You should Twitch Halo. I should. I should. I could do that. I should Twitch Why Halo since, I, since yeah. I play. Do you have it? <laughs> no, I don't have an Xbox. Right, what are they going to put yeah, on like, PS4? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. should Twitch yeah. it. I'll watch you play Halo 1. All right. I'm only like the second mission in, so <laughs> that's that'd be really easy. That's great. That's exciting. He's to pick up. I need to By the way, in case anybody kid, doesn't know, Jarrett and I do quite a bit of twitching. He's, he does too. I have Twitch. Yeah, this is Project Solus. Twatched. That was last night. I need to do some Overwatch every once in a while too. Yeah, because then I'll be playing Project Solus or whatever it's called. Right. And I'll go play Switch I think I was watching you play Project Solus and whoever you were talking to, I couldn't hear them, but you were doing, freeze, don't move. <laughs> you were talking about was, me yeah, while so playing Project Solus. Yeah, and I was so, like, this guy. <laughs> so since we brought it up, we all, we normally tweet about when we go on, which we don't do it often, but if you should, I mean, Moe's been doing it a lot. Tweet, I've been yeah. doing I just it. Don't tweet. I've done it a couple much. Yeah, a, a little bit. You can set it to be automatic. And like yeah. T- oh, when I do Twitch, yeah, yeah. you can. It's under yeah. settings, bro. So, what is your username on Twitch? Termy Terms. Termy Terms. T e r m y t e r m z. And my name is not Morgan. And I'm just Jared Wilson. Boring as hell. J e r r e t t w i l s o l s o n. I tried to I tried to change it the other day to my to my gamer tag Dogtown Dogtown Warrior. And they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, Damn it! Oh, so I, for now, another Dogtown Warrior. No, there wasn't. They just don't let you change your oh, yeah, username. No, it doesn't. You can like change. I the will probably actually. I now that I'm saying this, I probably will go make a new account just with my, another email so that I can still maintain yeah. the Dogtown Not Warrior bad. brand. Yeah, it's you, man. It's you. <laughs> All right, but anyway, okay, getting okay, back okay. to it. Uh, okay, now now I feel like I've talked about this character in maybe memorable characters. Do you guys remember my top three? Mm-hmm. I think so. Something Sparky. So I talked about three, him four, in memorable characters. Three four three guilty. Spark? Yeah, that's yeah. who I was going to talk about. Good yeah, old Sparky. <laughs> that's a good nickname. I'll take it. Well, I don't really remember what I talked about in memorable characters, so I'm going to talk about we'll a, him we'll again. We'll do a rehash. We'll do a rehash of. It's okay. Three, that was, four, three. That Sorry, was, uh, I couldn't remember. That was, pro- that was probably <laughs> close was... to twenty episodes ago. Wow. I'm going to. I'm going to oh, look while man. you're talking. I'm going to look. Yeah, let's see. Just play that one. Just actually, I won't say anything. And just, <laughs> just edit in that whatever I said. Just loop it in. <laughs> I'm probably like really low. <laughs> I was low for a couple episodes. Anyways, three four three guilty spark. Now you remind me, Jarrett. You have. Uh, I know who he is because I played. I have played uh, Halo three. Okay, but you haven't done the campaign for one and two. Correct. Okay, so I looked he's, him up and remember thinking, "Well, that's Wheatley." So it is Wheatley. I think we yeah, we we had a back and forth about this. Probably he, is, he does look like Wheatley. Yeah, he's this. Um, yeah, he's a monitor of one of the Halo rings. I think Installation 004. And I think I was wrong when I said it the other time. It was 004, 005, one of them. But there's, I want to say, seven installation rings that float out in the galaxies of Halo. They each have monitors, and he's one of them. And he happens to be the monitor of the Halo ring that you land on in like the second level, which you just done, Jarrett. Yes. And I don't want to give too much away, man, because there's so you probably know already. I probably have heard Close to some degree, so it's right. okay. Step out, okay. step out of the room. And the reason I chose him as my number one is obviously my love for Halo. It makes it easy. But also because it's not, it's kind of ambiguous whether or not he's a villain. It's, it's a, 
Sorry. Oh, you're going to find it. <laughs> I found it. Oh, very nice. Episode 15. So 19 15. episodes ago. Okay, that, that, that We're is, fine. that's fine. You're fine. If it was you're 18, fine. That would've, we would have had to fight, figure out something I else. I allow it. <laughs> okay, Jared, the decree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's, again, what's fascinating about him is whether where his allegiance lies is sort of what makes him a villain, and his allegiance to the forerunners and the ring that he is guarding, but also just monitoring. Like it's, he has to take care of it and he has to, he's like the caretaker. He's of the, the Gladys ring. of his ring in a way, you know, it's like he kind of oversees it and he's a little ball that <laughs> like floats around and he's got, uh, this voice and he's, and it's, and there's some backstory that I don't know about that. He used to be a forerunner. And he got put in this ball, but like, I don't know anything about that. I'll, everything I know about Halo is just from the games. I think that comes from some backstory that I'm not familiar with. But um, one of the novels or something, yeah, or something like that. Books and, are for uh, jumps. Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but anyways, anyways, uh, he basically saves you one of the first times that you see him, or not say he gets you out of a sticky situation. If I'm remembering correctly, he takes you to this place. He's like, "Hey, you're the uh, reclaimer. I need to." Uh, you need to help me, and I'm, I'm going to help you too. And it's so all very he, ambiguous. So he definitely hasn't like saved Master Chief out of the goodness of his heart. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's just what's interesting about him, and you learn about bits and pieces about what's really happening. And for a while, you're on his side, and he's helping you, and you're helping him. You have like a mutual sort of advan- advantage for being each other's friends and going through. I think that like the library specifically is when you're following him and he's taking you to this room to get the index and then you're going to use that to activate one of the rings. He's like, hey, the flood spread, this, this other alien race that will just consume everything. We got to get rid of it. Um, and I can, t- I can show you how. Come, and I think, I, I'm, you know, I hope I'm not like mushing that up. I'm pretty sure that's some sort of, that's something, his motivation. And there gets to a point where you are like doing everything for him and you're putting the index in the activation slot, which is like the key to turn the ring on and, and then you realize that's a big revelation in Halo 1. It's like, well, these, are, these rings are not just here. They're not just like for life and for hanging out on their weapons. They're putting it up on the hills. Yeah, that's not what it's about. They're not just like for fun. They are, they are weapons and you're like about to turn the key and Cortana basically comes in. It's a great moment and like he, Chief is between Cortana and 343 and she's like, that's like, he's tricked you this whole time and, he, and he's like aloof. He's like, well, of course, you know, it's like, I, I had to get you here. What do you mean? And that's this whole, his whole persona and his whole sort of a, a, alliance to just what he, what he thinks is right in, in a weird way is right. That's the thing. You probably should activate the ring if you want to get rid of the flood and because the flood's going to kill everybody. But the ring's just the the other option of you kill everybody anyways. The but you get evil. right. You get rid of the flood too, right? So there's so much back and forth of who, if like we can really trust him, and if he maybe he is for the greater good. Who's really for the greater good? And it gets really kind of ambiguous. And I put him as a villain mainly because he, he in Halo Three. This is where would come on. He kills Sergeant Halo Johnson. Three's been out since. <gasps> Yeah, I think we're okay. I think it's fine. But he kills Sergeant Johnson. Who's, well, spoiler alert, man! Who, I was going to just say Who is uh, your main dude? He's been uh, with you since Halo One. Since Halo One, and he's a badass. He is your bro. And uh, basically, what's happening in Halo Three is you are trying to activate this ring that's unfinished, but the flood have gotten on it, 
and you're going to activate it, and that's the monitor's new ring since you blew up the old one. And so like he's <laughs> like, a lot, and Master so he's Chief. like, no, I can't let you. It's my ring. He like screams this, and he turns red from his I from his this. yeah, exactly. It's like a Lord of the Rings type moment. He's like, no, you can't, and like he totally flips out. Zaps Sergeant Johnson with his beam that you didn't even like. And what's great about in Halo... You didn't know he really had. <laughs> right. Well, here's... The, in, in Halo 3, I actually just replayed a couple campaign missions. There's a couple moments. There's one moment of great foreshadowing where he's opening a door with this beam that he has that he never seen before. And a soldier, not like anyone specific, just a random soldier, like, goes to attach and he gets zapped. He's like, oh, that guy just... Like, that little fucker just zapped me. <laughs> and he's like, you were in my way. <laughs> you know? And you're like... <gasps> <laughs> like that's like the whole that's thing. That's a villain. That's yeah. Like that was the little nugget of uh, oh my gosh, this guy is what he's capable. We should have right. been paying more attention. Yes, I know. <laughs> and so I, I, again, with where his allegiance lies and where, what you're trying to do, there's sometimes you're helping each other, and then when it gets to like critical mass, you realize it's been sort of you've been played the whole time, but you also yeah. still get his point of view. So that's what makes him super fascinating, and his just personality, which isn't too dissimilar to Glados. He's funny. He's witty. And he's aloof. Can't trust those funny, witty people. And yeah, it's like the, I mean, the library, for example, when you're when he's taking you through, he doesn't even like bother to see if you're okay. This you're like fighting off a zillion flood babies, and they're <laughs> they are flood babies, yeah. as I call them, poppers. And uh, he's like going to the ex, the next door, and he's like talking to himself and humming and having a good time. So you don't, especially like the first time you go through what you're going to do, you're like, oh, this is it seems fine. Yeah, but you do get weird moments of like, how come he's not helping me in any way you 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 start to feel like a tool which is really what you are not like a like a meathead tool like you know like an actual tool. an actual apparatus yeah you are yeah you are the reclaimer the reclaimer <laughs> welcome reclaimer but yeah just so so he was one of my favorite villains in, in halo and when he comes in it's such a great moment of here is another layer to the game and it's very near where the flood comes in, which added even another layer. It's just the, the way they're able to, the timing that they hit these new characters and these new species on you is like perfect. It totally changes what the game's about and totally changes the tone of the game. I'm sure I've talked about that before. Yeah, you're, wait, what's, <laughs> nice. the, what's the symbol? Chop, chop, something? What is we it? We're trying to do hand symbols for, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've talked about hey, Halo enough. <laughs> you got to click the clan. You're click done. The can. You're done. Right. You're done. That would have been a good one. Yeah. We should have that sooner. But yeah, 343. Three. Anyways, one it's villain. probably good that you may have talked more because my second is almost kind of a soft second. Yeah, okay. Like, I did Ganon because I kind of had to. Right. Number two is really one of the most iconic RPG villains, and when I say RPG, I mean JRPG. Okay, villains. I'm not gonna know. Damn it, I was gonna not, try to guess. not the same. So yeah, no, go know. on ahead and guess JRPGs. I'll even give you an extra hint. It's from Final Fantasy. I don't know. Don't know. Never played <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy. Stuck. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so it's at least from the most well-known Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy VII. So you okay. could very easily argue that FF7 is the most well-known of all the games, and obviously they are remaking it. I've heard it, of it yeah. talked about a lot. Ooh, interesting. I saw the movie. They did a real movie about it, um, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. I saw this in theaters. Oh. I went and paid money to see it in theaters, and I was so glad I did. And then I you. bought the DVD. It's a movie? I still own the DVD. Of them it's making a, the game, it's or real? it's like did a Final the, Fantasy movie? Have you seen the trailer for the new Final Fantasy movie? That's oh my god. Wow. It, like, it's, it looks Good. Oh, oh man! Like I was, I was, I was the like, one oh, that they're I'll making in conjunction with fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fifteen is coming out soon. September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavens, has, what is it? What's the new one? Heaven Glaive. Ha- Haven. Gla- 
something. Like I don't know. They're all wild. Yes. It looks crazy, but I saw the trailer for it and I was like, that looks badass. So if you don't know anything about Final Fantasy, you probably still know they're crazy. The stories of yes. every single Final Fantasy game are as over the top as you can possibly get. Like, you think Metal Gear's over the top. <laughs> you don't it even is. know. Which you don't is. even know how over the top you can get until you've played a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. And then you're on disc three, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> we have gone too far. We need to scale <laughs> it back. So, Final Fantasy VII, maybe you even know this scene? I would think so, and if not... You're bad video game fans, man. There's the scene in disc one of Final Fantasy VII where the primary villain, the most well-known villain of all of Final Fantasy, Sephiroth. Heard the name. Comes, okay, you've heard the name. He comes in out of nowhere <laughs> and he silent. basically, so you've got, you're Cloud, right? You're this derpy guy with dumb hair. Derp-a-derp. And derp a derp. You're just derping around. around. And you've kind of like got like two pseudo girlfriends. One of them is Tifa. Cool. Tifa Lockhart. Well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> well, Cloud is such a dud. Eventually, all the women in his life are going to be like, we can do better than he's this. <laughs> but he's living in the moment. He's that, living in the, the moment. moment is good. Yeah, he's so on, angsty. He's so emo. I hate Cloud. So he's got like Tifa, who, who he's known for, yeah, dashboard confessional. He's known Tifa for all his life or something like that. Okay. And then this new woman comes in, and sure, it depends on how you're pronouncing it. I've always called her Eris, A-E-R-I-S. Some people call her Aerith with a T-H. I think that sounds stupid. So I say Eris. And I think in the translation they originally did, it was Eris in writing. But anyways, that's beside the point. So Eris, oh, he didn't look like that in the first game. That's not even his real sword. There it is. There's the Well, you can be him in Final Fantasy. Or in Smash Bros, right? Yeah, you can be. So Cloud is also in Smash now. And then, of course, he was in all of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, that's about what he looks like. Yeah, that's why Tifa's like, I'm moving on. So, anyways, your pseudo girlfriend, Eris. Oh, that's lightning! What a badass. So, anyways, Eris, she comes in and she's like, I'm a healer, peace and whatever, love, (laughs) friendship. And you're like, yeah, that's all pretty cool, I guess. And then, like, at the very end of disc one, the big bad, Sephiroth, literally jumps in out of nowhere as she's literally praying. Oh, I've seen this Stabs scene. her through the back with his giant sword, comes out through her heart, and she's like, <sighs> And w- then, of course, boom, immediate death. And, like, Cloud is, like, looking at her from across a lake or something, and he's like, no! Uh-huh. So, of course, he freaks out. He, like, charges forward, tries to get Sephiroth, but, of course, he's gone because he's the badass, and you've got two more discs to go before you're done with the game. So he escapes, and that's kind of the whole catalyst for you chasing him down. Now, there was stuff before this that is actually way more interesting to his characterization. You could argue that the true villain... Well, you can't, it's not even an argument. The true villain of Final Fantasy VII is actually this alien creature called Genova. So way back before the game technically started, this, actually like thousands of years before the game started, or at least hundreds, this meteor crashed into their planet. And it carried with it this basically alien monster called Genova. 
and Genova wiped out whatever race was dominant on the planet at that time and then kind of went dormant because it had nothing else to kill. Uh, flash forward, humanity's risen up in place of these past creatures, which you later find out Eris is actually descended of, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, until yeah, flash forward. Everybody knows that. So, flash forward to semi present days, this company, the man, mm. corporations, Shinra Corporation, boo! boo. <laughs> industrialization shinra corp has basically discovered what Genova is kind of they sort of know that there's this alien creature on their planet and it does something but i they're not really sure so they go to the crater they find the remains of Genova and take it back to their lab and they put her it's kind of like a her in this big glass container and her design is wild did you look that up no genova do it her design is crazy she's kind of got like almost hair but she's almost like not even a whole humanoid she's got like random parts missing she wears this big metal thing covering her eyes and head and she's got tubes all over the place she's like she's a monster she's a legit monster and they used her cells, they basically extracted some of her genetic material to do experiments and injected them into an unborn fetus that became Sephiroth. Mm. So Sephiroth is born, he has these Genova cells within him, and as a result, he's kind of a superhuman. You know, he looks otherworldly. He has floor-length... Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, she's creepy. That yeah, that's like her heart that's at the bottom of her, and she's got this crazy cord. Jesus. Oh, she's creepy. And you have to fight her. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So Sephiroth eventually grows up and he eventually comes to realize he finds Genova. He like feels the call within him. He finds what he calls calls Genova his mother. Like Genova (laughs) is mother to him. So he basically realizes, oh, it is my destiny as her successor to destroy this planet. Like I originally, like she, that's Sephiroth. Like Genova cool. originally intended. So Sephiroth, oh, that's from the movie, Advent Children, yay. He looks He's, also kind of emo Oh, God. That's you all don't, kind of, yeah, you what's don't all this even know. Stuff? You don't even like, know uh, how. <laughs> that's pretty <school> accurate. <laughs> Am I right? That's pretty correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's about how he feels about everything. But he feels that way about the whole planet. Mm. So in his mind, he's like, okay, I'm Genova's successor. It is time for me to do what she originally intended, take over this planet, use it as a vessel to basically pilot through the universe to find the next planet to destroy everything on that one too. And it's like this consecutive thing. Genova is always looking for the next planet to destroy and then continue on her path. So Sephiroth is the embodiment of this age-old spatial evil, and it's just like, oh, man, talk about wild. And there's so many other cool parts where you're fighting pieces of Genova. Like, you fight a Genova arm, a Genova leg, stuff like that, and Sephiroth, like, pops in and out every now and then to antagonize you, and eventually you fight him for real. But it's just, he's so classic. Yeah. Like, it doesn't get more classic in Final Fantasy. Well, other people might argue it does, but they're wrong. <laughs> doesn't get more classic than Sephiroth. Like, he's it. For a lot of Final Fantasy f- fans, he's top shelf. Top right. shelf villain. Can't get much worse than the physical worse. embodiment of the galactic evil. A galactic yeah. evil Genova. That seems like yeah. the worst person. It's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. World. Yeah. Do you mind restarting that? That's probably about to stop really quick just before I kick off my number, my numero, yeah. uno, numero uno to bring us home. 
All right, Jared, let's wrap it up here. What's uh, what's your number one? That's fine. Oh, never mind. Zach's taking forever. Blah, okay. blah, blah, blah. So my number one to bring us home. Bringing us on in. Is a villain who spanned similar to Ganondorf, but is not it really. Bowser? No, it's not. So, yes! Somebody's got to no. talk about Oh, I was like, what? What? It's oh. Bowser! It's Bowser! I love him. No, it's not Bowser. <laughs> um... Even though he is a great villain, but yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. fairly familiar with Mario, so yeah. we're gonna we're you know, Luigi. Not feeling that one. For, not feeling that character for villain. today. The real villain, Luigi. I have mentioned this villain in a past episode, in our campaign missions episode. Can is it? Can, can we guess? Is it from guess. Star Wars? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Maul. No. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Come I know on. You know, I'm glad you know this missions. Many. I don't remember any of yours. Okay. <laughs> what did we talk about? I don't remember. That mine. one also was like 20 episodes yeah. ago. So We can't remember that far back. So this one ties into that one. His name is from the Call of Duty Modern Warfare series. Oh. Vladimir Makarov. Oh. Is he the no Russian guy? Yes. Oh. oh. I, okay, I remember that. So Makarov doesn't become a player until Modern Warfare 2. But he has been influenced and was a follower of the main villain of Modern Warfare. Uh, Imran Zakaev. And Imran Zakaev is killed in Modern Warfare. And so Makarov takes over as his big bad and the leader of the the Russian ultra-national, ultra-nationalists terrorist organization. Aren't we all ultra-nationalists? So basically, Makarov hits the top, hits my top baddie for this episode of Top oh. Baddies. Oh. Because he was responsible for many, many, many terrible things so he does instigate the massacre in the russian airport in modern warfare 2 seriously yeah and the episode in the mission no russian uh he also then later on took a few notes of his exploits i remember we're talking about that mission because it was under favorite missions. And yeah, and I was like, like <laughs> it's not really my favorite. It just we were stood like, out. We've learned a lot about Jared today. Yeah, 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 it's <laughs> like, no, I don't approve of it. Yeah, it yeah, just like, it, all the time. it stands out yeah. in my head. Yeah. Um, but no, so anyway, he was, he was for the Russian airport massacre. He also is the one who then shot the, you know, your character in that mission because he realized you're an American undercover, which then helps launch or causes Russia and America to basically go into all out war. And then caused the Soviet or the Russian, sorry, the Russian invasion of the of the U.S. in these games and all this stuff. He also uh, in Modern Warfare Three unleashes chemical attacks on many European cities like London, and and I I want to say a couple cities in France and maybe a couple other European ones. I remember London for sure because that's like at a cutscene. So obviously that kills a thousands of hundreds of hundreds to thousands of more people as well. And then he also, on top of that, in Modern Warfare, you one of the characters, because a common theme in the, in the Call of Duty games, not so much recently, but in some of the older ones, is you would switch off and play as different people, for, depending on different missions, like wherever you were in the world. One of the, the main character you're introduced to for the first mission in Modern Warfare is Soap. This is like his, like, Nickname Soap McTavish to bar of soap. Yeah, it's a great nickname. He'll clean you up. <laughs> he will. Get, he'll mop he'll the clean floor up with that you. battlefield. <laughs> yeah. So Soap McTavish, he's been like your main dude with, as part of the British British Special Forces throughout Modern Warfare One and also in Modern Warfare Two. He is injured and almost killed near the end of Modern Warfare Two. Recovers and continues to go on and fight uh, fight against Makarov. 
So you're doing this one mission where you are trying to assassinate Makarov, and but Makarov has found out about the plan, and it so it backfires, and he uh, it mortally injures and kill and kills Soap. So this character that you've been as for three games, Makarov straight up kills him. I keep Aww. just seeing Mac and Roe, like the tennis player, <laughs> John Mac and Roe just hitting people with tennis rackets. But no, so so that was the big thing, and like what really cements Makarov because it's like the other things that happen. Yes, truly terrible. These terroristic acts that he takes out, but he straight up kills this guy that you have you like your main guy that you've been a part of and everything for these last three games. Oh, and so douchebag. But now another character who's also playing and who's a big thing in in the first Modern Warfare through the third one is Captain Price who is the leader of the Special Forces, so he's Soap's commander and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's a badass dude. Don't want to cross uh, Captain Price, which is what Makarov did oh, by God. killing Soap. Oh, no. Now, so he also... <laughs> threw, number threw, one. <laughs> because like, in various parts of Modern Warfare 2 or 3... You go to like try to capture Makarov at a safe house, but he like booby traps that and like winds up killing a bunch of psycho like through his thoughts. <laughs> he just like booby massacres. He massacres crazy everybody an basically. Asshole, so like an so it's one thing to be like a terrorist. It's another thing to be a terrorist who just like straight up like yeah. shot for everybody. That's not allowed. It's not cool. No. It's not allowed at all. <laughs> so basically, you he kills he kills a uh, soap, and Captain Price is like, that's it. This fucker's gonna die. And Makarov escapes through uh, from and goes into hiding after the main events of the of the game are completed. But you track him down with the help of an old of an old uh, counterpart to Makarov's, who is now turned to help you. You you track him down to this hotel in Saudi Arabia. Of course. And it's just Captain Price and this one guy going against this stronghold. And it, it, granted, a little unbelievable. <laughs> but you're basically in like bomb squad gear. Hmm. And you just like walk through this hotel, just like Jeez. wreck and shop on all the. Uh, Not even stealthing it. You're just no, busting it, in through Captain the front Price doors. Is like, this is I've had enough of this asshole. It's time to end him. <laughs> so Makarov again, like you mow through all those guys. You try. He escapes to the roof and tries to get on a helicopter, which you then are because you're a badass. So Captain Price, you shoot down that helicopter. Nice. And Makarov crashes back onto this glass ceiling. You fight him, punch him out. He's about to get the upper hand on you. Your counter, his old, you know, patriot, compatriot, comrade uh-huh. runs up to try to save you. Mac, you know, shoots Makarov, injures him. Makarov's like, bitch, and caps that dude, kills him too. Price is again, pissed. <laughs> Tackles Makarov, be. you know, you know, smashes him into this glass ceiling, wraps the cable around his neck and then just like keeps smashing through the glass and they both fall through the glass and Makarov is like hung on the cable oh. and then Captain Price is able to like you know, ride him down. And so he doesn't necessarily like get killed by that, you know? And then, so the game ends with you just like sitting down, you hear the police coming. You're just looking at Makarov's dead body, you know, hanging there, light up a cigar. <laughs> they As would. all they cool totally people would. do. Light, light up a cigar. <laughs> it's Wait, badass. McEnroe, how'd he die? Did the rope hang him? He yeah. Got Captain Price by the like rung? wrapped a cable around him oh, and then they bust through the ceiling and then he I falls see. and he gets hung. I see. So a fitting end. For a, for the terrorist scumbag that is Makarov, yeah. but Makarov tops my list because not because not only does he have did he commit these atrocious acts of terrorism in the game, these atrocious acts of terrorism in the game, he also took out the one of the main protagonists of the Modern Warfare series that you had got to actually play of, not like an NPC like Cap, like a right. Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, he's yeah. an NPC. I couldn't think of his of his, of his rank. 
uh, not like Sergeant Johnson, who's an NPC that yeah. you were just with. Right. You actually got to play this person, and he like straight up like kills him in one of, in one of the levels. So Makarov tops the list because of those reasons. Just an all around bad dude, but I was super glad that Captain Price was able to put him into his grave. Nice, nice. It's what we all wanted. It's what we all wanted. It's it what I wanted by the time <laughs> that, by the time that game rolled around. Did you play Grand Theft Auto Five? I haven't finished it yet. I got, I've got on to other things. Did you do that torture things. scene with um, Trevor? And when you torture somebody, Mm-mm. I don't think I got that far. No, I'm thinking of that. <laughs> well, yeah, Trevor's well, a bad but, dude, though. Trevor's too. a bad so, dude. Trevor would and be I was pretty thinking, good. Like, oh, it would be cool if you caught McEnroe. I will refer McEnroe, <laughs> and you get to torture him. But I was like, that's a little sick. But He's then played I was like, well, his last match. Grand Theft Auto Five, you do torture somebody, and oh. you have to like, you know, turn the electricity up. You got to do everything. Oh shit! Yeah, that's I'm, crazy. I no, I haven't. I haven't played that. Fuck, got it. I okay. start. I've started Grand Theft Auto Five. I've just gotten sidetracked by yeah. other things. I'll get around to it okay. eventually to okay. finish it up. But, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our list yeah. of, our, of some of our favorite villains. As always, we would love to know which villains top your list. So please let us know by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com, following us on Facebook and Twitter, and sending us your lists there. And again, just got to give a shout out to the YouTube. Got to keep pushing that YouTube because you can watch this cool video along with some other cool videos like some game clips, some fun episode highlights that Zach made of more humorous moments of our game. Quit texting so I can do the closeout. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm about to actually say something pertaining to this. Focus, man. Focus. Block it out. I'm going to uh, put together a little special thing. Ooh. Well, I want to at least. Or who wants to edit it? Someone's one of us. I can do it. it. I can. Let me do it. So I'm going to get all your Overwatch clips. And I'll make a little little minute montage of our Overwatch minute game. Hell yeah! Because I well, that's the only thing though. I don't know. Can I get it offline? Uh, we we can get the clips and then send them to you. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna send, send me it up the to clips. Export. Send me the clips. It'll take me just like an evening. Sweet. <laughs> just like so. A, look a for week. an upcoming Overwatch highlights reel for featuring gameplay by all three of us. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson. Joined. To my right, by Rachel Mogan. Adios. And to my left, Mm. Zachary Parks. Peace out. We'll see you all next time.